0: Everybody knew exactly how a bank worked, how the transaction worked, and how their average returns are in the four, five, six, seven, thousand percent returns on their money, everybody would be getting in the banking industry. We happen to do it using life insurance.
1: This is BetterWell. With Caleb Williams. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Better Wealth Podcast. I am in the studio with a a dear brother, great friend, now business partner, Kirk Hortel, not the first, but second time on the Better Wealth Podcast. Thanks for being here, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me.
1: Uh, What we're going to do is we're going to put your first episode that you and I did together in the show notes. It's, It's something I'm really proud of because I got you to cry. (laughs) Right, Cry at the end. You were doing so good. And then you just broke down crying. It was of the legacy question. And I think there was just a lot of emotions, but you talk about Mm -hmm. your story, just, you know, how you learned about overfunded life insurance, why you're such a believer of it. And like back in the day, you were just a a big time referral partner. You were kind of getting your toes wet. And now, man, like you have made a massive leap in life. And honestly, I want us to talk about that, what you're doing with, you know, cash flow Firefighters, why you chose to walk away from your pretty cushy gig, why you decided to sell your house. I'm like, I'm just hooking the audience right now and how you're living next level with with your family. And a lot of people, they look at retirement and they say like, that is just so out there. I could never grasp it. They look at people maybe on YouTube that are quit their jobs and are like traveling the world and they're just like assumption that they might make is like oh that's good for them but it just won't work for me Mm -hmm. kirk you're an ordinary person that's living an extraordinary life and it's amazing to see it's amazing to see the breakthroughs that you've had in this last year and i'm not going to take much credit but you have grown so much Mm. in this last year Mm -hmm. and it is an honor to have you on so the bar is set, my friend. How are you doing? How are you feeling?
0: Yeah, so first I want to talk about him and me crying on our first episode. Okay. So yes, I, I did get choked. Um, I am not ashamed of the emotions that I am aware of now. Um, yeah. I do have two beautiful little daughters who are three and a half years old and a year and a half, and they have taken a fireman and turned him into a softie. So yes, a bit, lot of change in our family, a lot of change in uh, my career. I was a professional firefighter for five years. And just kind of started. Some of my fireman buddies were like, hey, man, like, you know, what happened? And it was like, you know, they thought something happened, or I just didn't like being a fireman. I didn't, I like, I got mad at somebody, or something to that effect. And it really wasn't anything in that regard. What it was, was just really coming to a point in my life at 33 years old, married with a beautiful, supportive wife, where we just, because of that first episode when we talk about a friend of mine, uh, the best man of my wedding passing, who was a fireman. I just got a new lens. I got a new way to view the world. Some people, they don't ever lose somebody or they don't have that moment of introspection or near-death experience or whatever that little moment is. And I had it. I don't expect everybody to have it. I know we're doing some crazy things. I just talked to my wife the other day and we were just refocusing and realigning. And I just said, babe, we're like, like most people, what we're going through in this short window of our life, most people like maybe once in 20 years. Yeah. So to not compare myself to others, because I know there's you know people on here that are doing amazing, cool moves in, yeah. um, you know, those are the people I connect with. So, you know, I guess when you start to think of that mindset of how do you get to this yeah. place, what are you doing? And, um, what I've just submitted to the idea of and maybe on a spiritual level is I don't worry about retirement yeah like what is that like and I know there's people on the podcast listening who are focusing on retirement you know building. it's
1: funny though but you are living the quote unquote retirement dream and yet you're like, hey that's like this is not this some magical thing that I'm living for like you are living intentionally but it's so funny that you're like I just don't get this retirement thing and people are like dude you're literally. You're not working. You're spending time with your family. You're building some pretty cool things on the side. We're gonna talk about cash flow firefighters and all of that. But I just wanna like I wanna point that out, mm-hmm. the mindset. And you could you could go both ways. You you also aren't buying in you have to be sixty-five to kick back.
0: Right. And be intentional. Yeah, the, the idea of getting a golf course membership for me is actually a, a death sentence. Now to each their own. If you want to golf the rest of your life, do it and enjoy it and be the best golfer you can and love it. Yeah. Um I just Something happened and something popped. I'm wired a little differently, um, so you know. I guess where my train of thought was going is, is is if it's true that if I keep showing up, doing good, serving others, helping others, um, I'm going to be rewarded. Now I'm not focusing on the reward. That's yeah. the difference. I know the reward is coming. The Bible talks in some instances about um, you know God taking care of the birds of the air and this and the in the creatures of the sea. Mm -hmm. and how much greater are we now trust me i have cash value life insurance policies premiums have to be paid like i'm not just saying you know yeah but what i'm what i'm trying to surrender to is you know when people come in and i have an opportunity to to work with them and impact them you know do it and do it to an ability that you know like i don't still don't have a business card yeah i don't have a website like i mean that is actively changing as we're looking to grow our reach but you know, people are still calling me and say, Hey man, I want to, I just help my buddy. Here we go. You know, and you know, this last week I've worked with, you know, one of the bigger clients that I've had in a long time. And it's simultaneously the same month I leave the department. So I'm just trying not to worry because what does worry get you right? You know, ultimately at the end of the day. So um, I'm honored to have a wife who is just, you know, supportive, um, she doesn't ask me a ton of questions to <laughs> just get crazy and, and really like keep a pulse on me. She knows I love her. Yeah. She knows I love our girls. She knows that our journey is going to be one that is not stereotypical yep. for most families. And you know, who knows? Maybe in ten so, years I settle down. But
1: so, Kirk, I want to go. I want to go back and and so w- this whole intro to money. Like you are, you you haven't always been into money. Obviously, I don't want to repeat your full story. But what is your story in a nutshell? How did you? understand this whole life insurance thing and and one thing that I am so impressed with you and one of the reasons you're coming back on the show is you have taken the concept of you being your greatest asset you've taken the concept of control you've taken the concept of uh, like really investing in value and my friend like you are building a business you're investing in yourself you're looking outside the box for other amazing you know entity strategies you're investing through options Mm -hmm. you're doing some real estate not like all over the map by the way but you're being very controlled you're and and you're making those steps and i'm telling you you're not on you're not on the show because you just quit your job right Mm -hmm. you're on the show because you are living intentionally and you're going to make more money this year than being than than having a gig and you liked being a fireman but like Mm -hmm. it was not helping you get where you want to go long term and like i just so respect the the moment that you're like this is not serving my family and my body well mm-hmm. so with that i want to i want to tee up what is your what is your background in a nutshell and and like what was your ahas and money why are you funding life insurance and how has that been the key that has helped you do a lot of other things and make made a lot of this possible because it's possible because you have capital
0: right so my backstory, you know so what i would say is i've always been a mechanically driven individual taking things apart, looking at things and ultimately getting down to efficiency. I remember, you know, in in seventh grade, I learned to weld and I welded a fork to my mom's metal chair in the garage. And I just, it blacked out. I wanted to learn how this machine worked and I just figured it out and I welded in seventh grade for the first time. For that, I had just built ramps. I had circular saws. Mm -hmm. I've always just been a person to use my hands. Now, you put me, I've never done an SAT. I doubt I would do any good on that. But what was funny is last year I was in Oshkosh with a, a good friend of mine, his fireman, and we flew his little Cessna 172 to Oshkosh and it was like me nee, for like four days. <laughs> and uh, we get there and we're in this like museum and we're looking at all of these old like 1940s and you know, 50s and 30s airplane parts. And I'm reading this thing and it was like, This is a motor from a gentleman, a one of a kind motor from a gentleman named like John Duncan. He was a farmer and in his spare time took machining classes to build an airplane motor Uh to build his airplanes because I'm imagining he's farming his land. Boring and just thinking, man, if I can get in this guy. So I've always been an efficiency guy. Yeah. I mean, my car I drive now, I get 50 miles to the gallon. And partly my mindset is if I know there's a way out there and like, why wouldn't you want to use it? Yeah. I would feel like I would be getting gypped or, um, you know, I probably spent too much time reading on, you know, certain topics. Like there's a lot of guys that just hound a subject and they get the best. Like I just bought a camper shawl for my pickup truck and I was just like overanalyzing this because I wanted the most efficient one. So my background is efficiency. Now, fast forward to my, perf- my, my situation now, and a lot of guys think, you know, how much money do you have? Like, are you sitting on millions of dollars? And the answer is no, I'll just say it out loud. You don't need the amount of money in retirement or in daily life if you're efficient with what you have. So whether you're an options trader, whether you're in real estate, there's certain ways to do real estate that don't require money. There's certain ways to do real estate. And some guys only know how to use real estate, putting 20% down on each transaction. Yeah. Or or
1: the Dave Ramsey way of going all in. Yeah. Cash, you know.
0: So what I hope people start to realize is if you can reverse engineer the efficiencies Mm -hmm. and really get a the best bang for your buck, like what I'm realizing is you almost need a quarter of what people think they truly need. If you're super efficient and hands-on and in it and in the trenches and, and taking part, maybe, you know, trading options, maybe accumulating real estate, maybe, you know, you know, hard money lending to fix and flippers is one of the easiest things that gets you the fastest rate of return. I mean, I'm not saying give it to anybody, but like yeah. if you got a little bit of money, you can have a relationship with the local real estate group, introduce yourself as an investor, and you can start putting your capital to work. Right Now, to each their own. This is an investment advice. Do your due diligence, all that stuff. But I think more often than not, I just take action. Let, let me ask you study. this. Did so, a
1: lot come after you learned about life insurance or were you always like this and you're like, oh, life insurance could be an enhancer? Or did it, did it be like, oh, I'm overfunding life insurance and I get the concept and then you start learning about this. I'm like, I'm genuinely curious like what came first.
0: No, it, you know, if it wasn't, I'm thankful to have found the proper uses of—I shouldn't say proper, but the uses of life insurance for what I need it for, which is overfunded, max funded, cash value driven, PUA driven, so I can access that cash. Okay. Yep. So, in a very short period of time, um, I purchased a house for 190 grand, and we just sold it last week for 570 thousand dollars. Congrats, man! So, I say that yes, amazing deal. But the access to the capital is what people have to understand. And Nelson Nash says this. He says, you almost got to carry a stick because once people know that you have capital, like, get away from me, get away from me. So the unfortunate part is with firefighters and who I'm looking to serve now is they lock their money away and then they go into debt for all their vehicles. So all of their daily income is servicing debt. And also going towards a place where they don't get to really participate yeah. in an opportunity fund. So, you know, with cash flow firefighters, where we're, you know, what he's alluding to in the intro is we're building out the arena for people to kind of have a mini-me story. Now, guys will blow me out of the water. I know firemen. They're thinkers, they're problem solvers. They they literally are designed to show up and answer a problem. Yeah. So once they turn the the look in the mirror and say what financial problems am I having they truly understand life insurance for what it is not you know what they were told it is and they just get to work I mean I fully believe we're going to change the game together and the idea that I get to do it with you yeah and it. better wealth like that is a you know I told you the other day the best scenario that I've been in the last couple of years was me in the elevator with Dan Kaminsky <laughs> Like, I don't, it it was divine. It was absolutely divine at the time in my life with what I was trying to solve, with my friend who was sick and all of that, everything that was going to transpire. And here we are, dude, like we're changing the industry. We're changing the game. We're having the conversation. So, and and what people need to realize is for a long time, information couldn't disseminate, could not get out i so want to highlight this We're yeah no, no. Here, like-, like
1: but no no continue this ramp because this is good like we live in the richest time to be alive i know there's a lot of of oh, let me find a good word to say this there's a lot of noise that's a that's a proper pg word there's a lot of noise going on and and i'm telling you though we live in the greatest time because you can learn almost anything and get mentored by the greatest people for free Mm-hmm through the internet right. so continue continue to select. so
0: that's what i was alluding to is like it used to be known if there was a powerful strategy that a select few group owners knew of the tax code like that, that would just stay reserved for the yacht clubs and and you know horse riding and polo clubs uh those days are done i mean information is here and really to be in your position you're in and a lot of people don't like yeah. to hear this is a choice yeah so now, don't get me wrong. There's psychology to that. We have false beliefs. Some of our parents could have poisoned our minds and, and really crippled us. But I'm here to tell you, and a lot of people don't know this about me, there was a meth lab explosion at my house in third grade. So take a guy like me who came from a crazy upbringing, um, fast forwarded, got into a fire service, and now here we are. And I'm, I'm, really, I'm a nobody in the grand scheme of the whole world. But I'm just here to tell you, if you want to live an intentional life, it starts with your mindset. Yeah. Like, I'd give you 10 million dollars, but if your mind ain't right, it's going in the trash, it's going in Lamborghinis, it's going in yeah. cocaine. So,
1: it's going in things that are just won't
0: fulfill you. Right. So, once you define what success is, it's it's really easy to operate yeah. instead of chasing success. And I've already defined it for me and my family, and that's what we're trying to live out. So, I hope I communicated that well.
1: I'm always fascinated about frameworks and about how people think so the framework of your ahas what was the walk me through the frameworks of like just like step one step two step three step four and then let's translate it and how you encourage other people because uh newsflash you're helping other firefighters and and you know people really in that arena mm-hmm. take back control of their money so if you know of firefighters. You know, firefighters, and maybe they're part of your family, maybe they're part of your community. Like, make sure they check out what Kirk's up to. Have them reach out to us. We'll connect them with Kirk uh, because yeah, you are it's changing It's
0: cashflowfirefighters.com, and that's where we're going to really plant the flag and, cool. and just let firemen know. But uh, in regards to my framework, um, you know, I, I don't know if I could pin it on any one thing. Um, you know, my wife, I'll just say this my wife um, has elevated me to be a better man. Um, you know, I come from a broken home of divorce. Um, I, you know, all my aunts and uncles were mainly divorced, Mm. um, they're on their second or third marriage. And, 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 you know, I'm not criticizing anybody, but that was my personal situation. So when I got into my marriage and I was getting ready for marriage, I was just thinking in my head, like, I, I want to do this. I want to love a wife forever. I want to have beautiful little kids. Um, kind of like, because I didn't have it. Mm. So I, I knew I could create that. And I remember watching duck dynasty actually out of all the things you can watch, which is a pretty cool show. Um, and I just remember sitting here in Phil's story, the the kind of the patriarch, the the dad. And, uh, he was like in a bar, like it almost killed a guy. And I could be wrong. I people probably know the story, but I can't go hide in the woods from the sheriff or something. I, mean, I don't know. He beat a guy up. He, he turned it all around. And now they show him sitting at a table with like five or six kids, like 15 or 20 grandkids, and they're praying and giving thanks. And I and I just remember thinking like, despite my past, like that's what I'm aiming for. Yeah. So that doesn't happen by chance. I mean, you got to show up. You got to yeah. start asking questions. You know, the Bible commands uh, believers to be wise as serpents yeah. and harmless as doves. Yeah. So... That was kind of my, always been my framework. And, I, and I've only been married six years, but how do I, you know, help my wife out? First thing I thought of, well, she probably doesn't want to be a nurse and raise kids. So why don't I just re- try to replace her income yeah. and get my wife to stay home? And that happened. And then I, the, the needle moved in our favor and I was showing up and I was doing things. And then it was like, okay, what else can we do? And then, you know, let's get a house, and we got this amazing house and it was a, a really a blessing of a of a transaction i can just say that um and so i just keep showing up man and i don't know if there's yeah there's some little ahas in there but i think i'm just showing up you know and i'll and i'll be truthful dude i don't watch a lot of sports yeah like yeah so you have um, a lot of extra time <laughs> i don't like i've never watched a tv show start to finish like so, i've like yeah never like i don't know i've never watched two seasons or once one episode of one season of anything. So I take that back. At the fire station I used to watch uh, Alone, which they drop a guy off in the middle of the woods and leave him alone, and if he wins, they come and get him and they give him a bunch of money and he has to survive. So that was my one show I ever watched. So you know, most people are are doing things and sometimes I'm, you know, just reading yeah. things that I'm pretty sure that like if I can just know a little bit more about this, I'll do really good.
1: We, we kind of give you a hard time because you're like the person that goes down rabbit trails and finds out crazy things. What, what, what about life insurance? Did you, were, were you like, hey, I'm going to like fund, overfund a life insurance policy like that? Like what, what did you stumble on that made you like even think that this was possible?
0: Right. So, you know, I had a lot of disdain um, around 2012. I forget what political, you know, geniuses were up there at the time. But I remember Ron Paul, who was kind of a obscure candidate, saying something to the effect of like, you know, um, if people wanted to solve the world's problems, it would, it would effectively revolve around uh, the Federal Reserve and getting rid of the Federal Reserve. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, bicker about the symptoms of what is going on. Uh, but ultimately, the cancer is a bad money system. Um, like markets are seeing right now with low interest rates continually I mean, so I started reading about the banking system. I read a couple books. Uh, Barry James Dyke wrote a pretty good book that just alluded to what was going on. Um, And then what was cool, it's like, okay, banks want to be banks. Well, they got to disclose some information. Okay, what's on their balance sheets? You know, what is a tier one asset? Yeah. And so you start to see how much banks own in life insurance. Mm -hmm. And so if, you know, you got on your whiteboard And I would just tell you this if everybody knew exactly how a bank worked, how the transaction worked, and how their average returns are in the four, five, six, seven, you know, thousand percent returns on their money, everybody would be getting in the banking industry. We happen to do it using life insurance. So the banks pretty much saying, hey, we own billions of dollars of this stuff really piqued my interest. Okay. So, you know, to me, it was like, you know, I don't ever want to, you know, own a bank, but technically I can bank. It's a process. I use money. I leverage it. I loan it. I obtain an asset. I, you know, improve an asset. I invest in my company. I, you know, invest in coming to Denver to hang out with yeah. you. So it's it's an education thing, man. I don't know. I don't know why people yeah. don't do it. Um,
1: but that's that's what made you get down the rabbit hole and you're like, oh, all these banks are using life insurance. I understand the benefits of life insurance. I'm going to do it myself.
0: Correct. Yeah. And Did then you I, ever see it as an investment or is that never, I still don't see it as an invest. Yeah. Good. I investment. It's, yeah. it's the means to my investments.
1: Right. So a lot of people, a lot of people right now are comparing it to other investments. And it's like, I don't know how many times I have to tell, like we, we literally called it the and asset because it's not an investment. And so for you, you learned you kind of went in the back door of like, oh, this is banks don't use it as an investment. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's there's like, no
0: principal risk. How is it invested? What's it invested in? What are you losing? Right. That's a that's you a know, investments true point. lose. Uh, they Street... can. They can. Yeah, I mean, know. by the definition, you go in to invest, and there's risk. Yeah. Whether right. you're whether, and everything I I'm not saying I'm not involved in risk, but everything I stem from is from a life insurance contract. Yeah. Collateralized money.
1: So, talk to me about some of the things that you're doing with your money as it relates to investing, and some of the mindset that has come from that. I'm not. I'm not going to say that the life insurance magically made you think differently, but I bet it. It. It helped shape the way that you're thinking. Because mm-hmm. I, by the way, I could see in the last two years you've grown more business wise and in your personal life. I hope so. Then, I mean, and again, I've only known you for a couple of years, but it's mm-hmm. been it's been radical growth.
0: Thank you man. And it hasn't been without, you know, struggle and trial and error. And you know, I'd be a bold-faced liar if I told you every time I went and accessed my policy I jacked a grand slam out of it. <laughs> I mean, the first couple times I used it, I probably was like, "Hey, you know, and you just kind of you figure it out. Um, you get clear, you start to look at profit and loss, you start to really go into the deal like really clear whatever you're doing. So, you know, my heart is in value. So, You know, I think there's, there's ways that you can use real estate that are extremely, you know, that's what I tell a lot of people, you know, if you're 50 years old, you probably have, you have a better deal going on because you could do a greater evaluation. Go back into your lifetime and look at your, the times in life when 30 grand hit your bank account, 50 grand hit your bank account, 150 grand hit your bank account, 300 grand, you know, scale it. And so What were those things that that caused you in that moment to receive that, you know, and then ask yourself the question, did you do it again? Did you try to do it again? So I'm not telling people to go into options. I'm not telling people to go into real estate. I'm not telling people to hard money lend on fix and flips. Look to see where you have made money in the past or that you would like to, you know, and go do it get a mentor pay somebody invest in somebody to show you um i have look i'm sitting next to the guy in the industry who yeah you know is is crushing it and he's crushing it the right way not with bad funny magical math he's thinking long term he you know and and think about this i'm a fireman and i deal with with ornery tough good firemen i mean salt of the earth good guys you think for a second I could bring them into a company that was doing shady stuff? I mean, I would probably go missing some of the firemen I know, <laughs> and rightly so. I mean, that's how it yeah. should be. Yeah. So yeah, dude, I don't know if I fully answered that question, but you know, the, the, one of the principles is this, and it's called Prado's Principle, and I don't know if you've ever covered yeah. this, but it's I was just one. working with a good buddy of mine, and he's an amazing grower. He just sent me a rack of bananas mm-hmm. out of his backyard from Phoenix. Like wow. That's not normal. And I just said, hey, man, this is kind of what you need to think about. Like, If you go to the market and you're a farmer's market and you're selling your vegetables and your fruit, statistically, at the end of the day on Saturday at the farmer's market, your cash register that's full of money, okay, listen here real closely, 80% of the profit in that cash register is going to come from two of the vegetables you brought to the market. And that's what's called Pareto's principle. So." A lot of people are dancing and they're doing this and they're doing that. But really, if what they did was hyper focus on the two things in life that made them money and went and did it again, like, and, and maybe go start selling the et- other vegetables, but only after you can fully say, hey, man, I have exploited these two and we are doing well. and And this goes to kind of echo on when you start doing well, you really have more opportunity than others. Yeah. It's true. And I just don't I, you can't emphasize the, it. You won't realize it until it, you get there. It's the momentum effect too. It's
1: like when things when things are going well and you're really leaning in and you and you reject the scarcity of potentially failure of what other people will say about you, like things just start coming together. You're a perfect example. Like you literally leave the fire station, you have the best month of your life. It just it, it's not again, it's not not always. It could be the opposite. But it's just like it, it, it's, it is crazy when you're focused on the what is the 80% of value that we're getting in places and why should I focus on that? Mm-hmm. The principle is a lot of times 20% of your work, 20% of your investments, 20% of your people on your team are producing 80% of the result. Mm-hmm. What in your life is that 20% that you need to go more all in on? Because you're diversifying your investments, you're diversifying your time, you're 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 diversifying your business focus, and as a result, you're you're not a lot of watering down. You're not, yeah, you're watering down your impact and not really getting to the next level. But um, clarity is hard, dude. As you know, it's oh, yeah. hard
0: to get clear. It's hard to not get. Um, you know, I I caught myself this last year a couple times just being busy and thinking somehow that was like work. Yeah, and I was just like, no, I mean. You know that did, I did a bunch of stuff for the last three hours, and like I didn't even yeah. do anything, yeah, so but this is all part of growing as a new person. I mean, I haven't grown up as an entrepreneur, I haven't grown up in this mindset, yeah, so I'm shaving off a lot of bad habits, and I'm very yeah. thankful to you know have you and Dan and you know uh Deemer and you know roothouse, so yeah. uh I met Dom today for the first time officially, so
1: let's talk about value creation because that, you said something. That just clicked in my head about investing and value creation. So, what have you learned about this idea of value creation? And when you encourage someone who wants to make investments, it really comes down to money will follow value. How do you explain that?
0: Value creation, right? You know, who gets to dictate what that value is? The market. You know, yeah, it's the end. It's the and what People. me and me and Deemer, um, Aaron Deemer, just had this conversation about what is laissez faire. You know, it's the act of the government getting out of the way to let people, you know, just go and operate and let the chips fall where they are. You know, one thing that really irritates me is I I don't even have an Instagram, but I'm pretty sure on Instagram you can't down like somebody's stuff, right? Correct. How do you know if it's a bad idea? (laughs) Well, 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 I don't know. I'm I'm playing devil's
1: advocate here by not liking something. It's a quote unquote down like. So it's not this is not
0: Reddit, but it's gotcha, gotcha. But it's so you know. like uh, just recently, uh, the subways. You know, thinking about um, Canon, the chick off the commercials who has the purple hair and plays on soccer. She's not resonating with America. Americans are are proud to be American, and she's she's kneeling over in the corner. You know, and to each their own. The market is saying, "Hey, right, we don't want that." So, you know, value creation is this: go and figure out what you're really good at. You know, if it's accounting. God bless you. You know, if it's, if it's you know, it's so crazy. Cleaning houses, like some people just have this knack. Give in to that knack. Exploit that knack. You know, yeah. the Bible says just do it amazingly. Um, yeah. And when you do it amazingly and you impact somebody, they're going to say, I've got the best housekeeper in the whole world. Yeah. You're going to have 50 houses to clean before you even want to. So value creation is the idea that you need to prove to somebody that you are worth your weight before they should ever even think about paying you. And I believe that. Yeah. I don't want your money. I don't want to assume that you can just invest in me and, and things will be good. Yeah. We talk about it all the time. That was kind of a sketchy investment for that situation. Like, yeah. how do you know? Well, right. value. Look at the value. Look at, you know, so lead with that. Um, and I guess that's what I'm trying to answer.
1: Yeah, I mean, think about dollars as IOUs. They're just, they're literally just, I mean, we could get really philosophical but at the end of the day a dollar isn't worth anything other than you know exchanging it and it's worth something to both of us because you know we can buy things with it so if you do something of value to me whether it's like you cut the grass outside whether you bake you know make food buy chinese food tonight yeah that's right um like whatever whatever you're doing, like that there's 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 some value creation there. And then what's really like where investments and where you really become wealthy, is if you figure out that and then you figure out that at scale, you figure out that at leverage, you feel figure out that at, at and you maximize that value creation, that's when investments, businesses, people that make the most money, they're doing something that's maximizing value. And that's really how the world works. It doesn't really matter what you believe politically, that's just how you know, money is not just created, but um, follows, and it's just—it's just one of those abundant things to think about. And it's if you're raising your kids or if you're in business, like go back to again, Prado's principle. What can I do that is creating value, and how do I focus on that? How do I like um, go all in on that? And that's—it's just something that we need to, to dial in.
0: Yeah, and and think about this. You know, me and Dan were just talking about this the other day uh, on the way to the airport to get you guys. Um, What is one of the biggest messages in the entire world that's been pushed um, across every land, every continent that everybody knows of, you know, virtually? Um, It's the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, whether you believe it or not. It was a marketing campaign. It was a campaign that if you believe on Jesus, you get to go to heaven. Okay. So they didn't have Instagram. Yeah. They did not have social media. Uh, They had dinner tables. They had stories of hope. They had uh, redemption um, and this spread contagiously. People dropped, sold everything and went and lived this. So when you are in the market and you have an idea and, and it could be selling this mouse, it could be the pen, it could be yeah. you know selling widgets on Amazon, whatever. When you do it with passion, yeah. people will go and tell them about you. That you impacted them, yeah. that you, you, the car detailer that you hired, you know, the 18 year old kid in your front yard cleaning your car. I've never had that, by the way, but I just thought it in my head. Uh, my friend's little brother does that. He goes to people's houses and he'll do a detailed cleaning on the car. And he's like, Yeah, dude, I, I just, they, everybody calls me. I don't, I just yeah. keep showing up. Yeah. So that's value creation. And it sometimes takes a while to find a passion. For me in life insurance, um, I love you know, giving guys the tool it is training them in the ways to use it and protect it and grow it and their families. And, and I mean, dude, the testimonials from my, my guys, like would tear me up, like unbelievably about how they've got a bunch of problems, you know, like we all do in our marriages and in life and in work, but they're finally in a place where finances aren't one of it. And they're going to be giving millions of dollars to their kids who they're training to understand and, they're separating in jars, and they're teaching about money. That's cool. Um, that's cool. So, I mean, that to me, that's why I get passionate about it. Like, you know, so it's kind of easy for me to to really, you know, sell this per se, it, it, and help guys understand this. So, yep. that's where I, I want to lead. You know, so
1: let's talk about flow Firefighters real real quick. Um, what is what is your mission behind this? I know you mentioned it a little bit. what are you what do you want to share with the world i I know that this is launching and i i also want you guys to know that at better wealth like we are partnering with kirk we're like his back office Mm -hmm. making it possible so he's going to be we call you a lighthouse we're partnered together he's going to get this message out serve a ton of people help a ton of families help people talk about the power of cash flow which we're big in Mm -hmm. uh to um at better wealth but then i love the 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 focus you have, because there's nobody out there right now that are targeting firefighters the way that you are.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, um, and this goes back to uh, my personal story of my friend who passed. Um, just a total crap show, dude, of of a situation. Um, a battle with insurances, a battle with coverage. Just, Just, it was just, it put one of the worst tastes in my mouth. And dude, being at a fire station with firefighters, getting a call to go into a, a house and solve a problem, whether it be help you know a person or put out a fire, or you know you know we get we would get calls with car fires with somebody trapped. I mean, talk about time of the essence and impacting that person's life. You could almost visualizing them like just waiting for you to get there to really help them. That was amazing. That's what I loved about being a fireman. I loved you know. Um, sitting outside after dinner and enjoying a fire and hearing about a guy and his elk hunting story and what they're doing with their kids and how the baseball teams, you know, the girls are better this year than last year. And um, that's what I loved about the fire department. I mean, just genuinely good hearted guys. I mean, there were some screwballs and like yeah. everywhere, but as a whole, you know, a lot of these guys I just, you know, connected with. Now, when you got sick or you got hurt, they really didn't have a good spot. So firemen are leaving and neglecting their families, unfortunately, at a massive scale. I don't think they're willfully doing it. I I know they're not willfully doing it, but this message is going to, I mean, check this out. One of my first 10 firemen that I helped out uh, last month was on the surgery table for uh, cancer. And luckily it wasn't terminal. So he didn't get his um, lump sum of money that he would have been deserved. But I was just telling my, you know, my wife, like, are you kidding me? Like, this is why I did that. Like, and what's funny is I remember his wife and this is pretty funny. When I met her, she's like, so you're the life insurance salesman. And in my head, dude, I was like, yeah, ultimately the guy that's going to hand you a check. If your wife, if your husband ever gets smoked. So I know I'm being a little blunt here, but like, and here we were, he's on the freaking table for cancer, dude. So like our, our, our firemen, dude, once this light gets shined and we spread the cockroaches and we put the the tool on the table, they're going to get it. Like, cool. I have no I have no doubt. So that's cashflow firefighters in a nutshell. It'll be evolving. There will be content. Um, and truthfully, like Caleb said, you know, we're honored to bring you in. Um, have the conversation. Let the back office bring you through the experience and partner with you for you know a very long time. So that's in a nutshell, cash flow firefighters.
1: So is there anything else on your journey with money that is just like you want to you want to share with the world? Get it, get it, make, make it where the Better Wealth Podcast is one of the first to to share the message. Or I I just appreciate you coming back on. And I, the other thing I want to I want to highlight is. One thing I, I admire about you, man, is you don't have everything figured out. Like that's what's, that's what's fun working with you is like you just do and you live life with conviction. But it's like you don't even have a framework right now. Like you literally just get on the phone with people and like, how can I help you and like figure yeah. things out? And there's a part of that that's so pure. And I want to just encourage people that are maybe watching this on YouTube or, or listening to this you don't have to have perfection before you take a leap. And I don't know who needs to hear that, but, but like, go for it, because you're going to be dead in 100 years. And some of you, you'll be dead in 20 years. So what's the big deal? And it's like, you will never regret going for that thing, deep down in your heart that you know, you need to do. Mm-hmm. So again, I don't, I don't know if there's one person that needs to hear that or 100. But it's just one of those things that it's Heck, that I, is, heck, that I is, I is the reason, yeah, <laughs> dude. That's the reason I'm having you on here is because it's like I want people to live intentionally. I want them to grasp it, and I just feel like mm-hmm. so many people are not. They don't get it. It's tough,
0: it. man. I don't. I can't put a finger on it. Uh, I was listening to something the other day that said our attention span has like dropped, like. Used to be like five minutes, I guess, <laughs> whatever that means. But we're down to like six seconds. Yeah, like like most people, if you take their phone away from them, are just like crushed, like don't even know what to do. They're like, "What do I do with my hands?" You know. So, um, I don't know, man. Uh, one money thing, you know, I don't know, man. I th- I think the biggest thing that you can do is quit looking for an investment. Uh, and, you know, uh, you could you could quit looking for, you know, stocks and real estate. Um, and I would go out and look at the ROR of people about, as far as Caleb's use of return on result. Uh, go out into the world and, and look at the businessmen. Look at people you admire um, and who has happiness. I mean, so many people are starving for happiness. And they have a facade of of. I'm doing great and they're just crumbling inside. And I've been there, you guys, I have been crumbling inside. Um, but once you submit to, um, just living for yourself and your morals and your compass, um, you know, and mine's guided by, by the Lord. So it's a little different than some, but, you know, focus on what do you, what the heck do you want? Yeah. Like, what do you want? You want to be happy and you're in a miserable relationship, you know, get rid of your friends. Like, It's it's tough, but what do you want? And 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 here's the deal: not everybody is going to act, dude. There's going to be a ton of firemen who just do what they do, and that's okay, because we you just certain people something happens. My buddy passed, and that you know I don't know who knows. I've always been wake up call that you needed. So yeah, and and then once you find that person, you know, go and ask them maybe if they can mentor you. Maybe you know you do like real estate. Well, go find the gosh darn best real estate investor mentor out there and pay the guy and and learn and submit and and come in as a student and open your brain and be excited for a challenge. Don't look at every challenge as like, oh my gosh, look at it like an accomplishment that you get to conquer if you just hold tight. So invest in yourself by getting a mentor in a field you like. And you're gonna just do good and 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 give up on other people making you happy. It doesn't exist. You're happy because of what you hold in your heart, how you get up in the morning and how you exist. I mean, that's just I guess that's my I love it, man. I love it. My my Chinese fortune cookie.
1: Keep riffing, man. I I love what we're up to. I wanna thank everybody that's watching this on YouTube, listening to this on the podcast. We're 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 growing, guys. We're growing as a team, we're growing just as a movement. Um, we're really, really trying to get clear on our messaging so that we can show up as powerfully as possible. Do you talk about clarity? We're really taking a step back and saying, what, what do we need to do as a company to change the people, change the way that people think? Because the way that people think, and you alluded to it, is ultimately the biggest problem. And how can we encourage people to be more efficient? How can we encourage people to take back control? How can we encourage people to really lean into unlocking intentional living? And, and how can we like actually, be the company that's creating the content, creating the the success stories, creating the resources. And so we want to hear from you. And uh, I'm just like, if you're, if you're listening to the end of this, you're the type of people that we really want to hear, hear from. And so tell us how we can do better. You can reach out to me at Caleb at com. You can comment on the, on this video. Um, just, we want to hear from you. So how can we do better? Is this some, is this a uh, do you want to be on the podcast and talk about your success story about um, the ahas that you're experiencing? Um, we're we're like we're really really excited about the event that we're gonna have because think about hundreds of people that are in like clients of ours or in our network like together. It'd be unbelievable. Yeah, like it'll
0: literally, I if you put a meter in the room, the energy level. It's would gonna be change. unbelievable, would, and
1: I know that because I've like had so many conversations with clients. I get emails on a daily basis of people that are like, we're listening, we're clients, we are working with Demetrius or Jeremy, and it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And it's like it fires me up. And and so we're like, we're like, trust me, we have not forgotten about, you know, the event. We have not forgotten about we we want to start doing workshops. There's some things I can't announce right now of people that we're gonna be collaborating with. So it's all it's all good. And in just the light of authenticity and transparency, like we're we're on our own journey, really trying to dial this in uh, because we have the best team, most talented team we've ever had. And I think there's a lot of distractions. And so how do we stay focused? So we want to hear from you and we really appreciate you. And I want you to know that from the bottom of my heart. Anything that you want to end with, man, like just you're, you're here in Denver, you're launching a movement. We're excited to be a part of it. You're living intentionally with your with your family you're learning as you're going but you're you you get in it it's just fun talking to you of someone that gets it and yet you're you're a student and you will always be a student because that's your mindset that you have
0: yeah you're, you're dead the day you stop learning so yeah. to you and better wealth man and the team uh to me and cashflow firefighters and my family um to those out there on a journey of betterment um when you define your why and you know what your why is, the journey is kind of interesting. Like it, It's going to be bumpy. It's going to be tough. There's going to be turbulence, but we know where we're going. So, you know, God bless that, that that we have the, the end goal in mind, that we have something to aim for. So whether you guys are trying to, you know, really see if life insurance is what you need or how can I expand this in my business, you know um, just hang in there, you know, better days are coming, you know, that, um, sticking with better wealth, you're going to be in an amazing spot. Um, so, and to us, man, like we know where we're going, so we just got to keep showing up and moving the needle. That's so, you know, kudos to consistency and, uh, you know, really just trying to serve people. So is, uh,
1: is cashflow firefighters live right now?
0: Uh, no, it's, it's super close. So Okay, well... There's a Cashflow Firefighters Facebook group. Okay. If people wanted to join that. Um, it's sitting idle. Um, there is going to be some stuff going in there. So if you want to just pre-jump, I'll let you in. Um, and we are reserving it for firefighters. Yeah. Unfortunately, so, it's, this isn't a free-for-all yet. We're going to reserve it for strictly firefighters.
1: So here's the other thing is if cashflowfirefighters.com mm-hmm. is not... You're not able to access it. Email us. And we will get you connected with Kirk. Perfect. So if you're, if you're someone or know somebody that you needs a little bit of Kirk in your life, we can make that happen. Um, with that, thank you so much for being a part of the community. We appreciate you. Continue to live an intentional life. Subscribe. Hit the comment. If you're listening to, on Apple, by the way, I'm like super needy in this podcast. <laughs> if you're listening to Apple and you've not reviewed the podcast, please take five minutes or less to scroll all the way down, hit the five stars, and, and write about what you enjoy about the show. We appreciate every single one. I read every single review. And say Kirk was the best guest And you can say that, yes. Um, But anyways, thank you guys and have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe,
0: leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.